Good. G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones, you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 8th of June and I just did a bloody big yawn and uh, it felt really nice and then I just straight away launched in a recording. That was very bold of me, congratulations, go me, making bold decisions, taking control of my life, how the fuck are you? Oh. I think my tea is at the perfect temperature right now. It's just a little bit too hot. I just did a big shop. Thank you for listening, by the way. I am humbled by your patronage. Thank you. I just did the big shop and I fucking... You know when you fucking leave the house and it's like I have one task. Like the reason that I... The initial reason that made me leave the house was I was like, I'm going to go get some tea because I haven't had like my housemates, the one who, fuck, what am I trying to say? <laughs> the tea that I've been drinking was bought by my housemate. Ooh, that sounds like the start of a maths problem. The tea that I've been drinking was bought by my housemate. The tea that my housemate bought has been drunk by me and my housemate. If there was another box of tea bought, who would drink it. <laughs> um, notice that there were no numbers in that math problem because math isn't just numbers, all right? It's ideas and concepts sometimes presented in a very dull and boring way. That's what fucking maths is. Math sucks and if you like it, you suck too. What's What am I talking about? Let's get back on track. Yeah, I went to um, I went shopping because I've been drinking my housemate's tea for that. See there, that's what I wanted to fucking say. God damn it! I've been drinking my housemate's tea for the last ages since I got back from fuck. Since I got back from my tour, uh, so like three weeks ago, I've just been slowly chipping away at his tea, and I keep saying I'm going to get more, and then I don't, and there's two tea bags left when I wake up this morning. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to the shops and I'm going to get another thing of tea, like a big box. And uh, I, oh, I had such a struggle putting my scarf on. (laughs) It's real cold in Melbourne right now. And we're in fucking lockdown still. Fuck off. My mom called me yesterday wanting to talk about lockdown. She just goes, how are you? Just and I, just, I really resented her asking how I am because it's like it makes me think about the lockdown and I don't want to fucking talk about it. Or I don't want to be asked to talk about it. It's like someone sticking a microphone in front of your face and going, "How's the lockdown going?" And you're like, "Bad." What do you fucking reckon? But then as soon as she went, like, "I'm sorry, how was your day at work today?" And then I started talking about work and immediately started talking about lockdown. It's like, just let me talk about it. Don't treat me like I'm a fucking bait. Oh, is everything okay with your little bit of lockdown? Oh, poor Melbourne. I'll fucking kill you, cunt, if you ever come at me like that. Even if you're my mum, especially if you're my mum. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, it's cold in Melbourne. We're in lockdown. I'm going to put my scarf on. I just had such a trial. It was so hard. What is a scarf for? If it's really cold, all right, let's 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 break it down. If it's really cold, 
you're not going to want, like you see people wearing scarves and it's like it just covers their neck. But if it's really cold, the ears are the main, that's what needs to be covered, the ears. They get cold. And I don't have a hoodie and I'm, I don't want to wear a beanie. I don't want to buy another thing. I should just be able to fucking have my scarf and wrap that around the top of my head. My scarf's too short, I think. And so it only wraps around my head like twice. So, I'll, and I'm trying to wrap it around my face as well. So that I don't have to wear a face mask under the mask, under the scarf while I walk to the shops. So I'm like, okay, I'll start covering my mouth. I just, I tried so many permutations of the, mar- of the, of the fucking scarf and I could get any of it to work, man. Um, I, I started with the face mask on and then I tried that and it wouldn't work. I tried going over the top of my head, behind my head. I'm standing at my front door, scared to open the door cause I know it's cold outside. Just standing there like a fucking idiot trying to wrap this different scarf. Good thing my housemate wasn't at home. Because I was there for like five minutes and I would have looked like an insane person. And then I, what did I do? Oh, I go- that's right. I Googled tutorials. of. <laughs> I Googled how to wrap a scarf around your face. And then I got a bunch of tutorials about like using hair ties to turn your scarf into a face mask. And I'm like, no, cunt. I'm trying to stay warm and do the other thing at the same time fucking time hey what is it am i imagining once am i imagining that i've seen people wear scarves around their whole faces and heads and shit am i imagining that is that not a real thing that people do they have a scarf they wrap it around their fucking face and they stay warm what's a fucking scarf for (laughs) why am i upset <laughs> it's been a great week. It's been a great few days at least. I'm really excited about a um a new idea that I've had for so I'm like, you know, working on the podcast. And um that feels like it's kind of I've 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 just kind of letting it percolate for a second and and make sure that I'm where I need to be at it before I send it off to the ABC guy again. Meanwhile, I've been watching all of um this like there's these two mainly two guys, um John Crookshank and his Redfern Electrical mockumentary, and then James McCann and all of the or James Donald Forbes McCann should stay true to the branding, um. And all the stand-up videos that he's putting out. And I just, I feel like I'm getting kind of excited about a bit of the online stuff that a few comics are putting out lately. Um, and those two things in particular, like, they're just so fucking cool. Um, what I love about John Crookshank's Redfern Electrical, if you haven't watched either of these guys, fucking mate, honestly, do yourself a favor. Redfern Electrical is... Um, a mockumentary by fantastic comic John Crookshank, who I was lucky enough to see live in Sydney at the comedy festival like a month ago. And um, just his whole thing is like, you know, I guess he's a like an old mid-40s kind of skater, um, stoner guy, and he plays up to that demographic. 
and all of his stand-up plays up to that demographic and he kind of has a bit of that audience already. And then this mockumentary, it kind of places him in the world of like, you know, his friends with the guys from this uh, brand Passport, which is like a skate brand that I didn't know about. Um, skating is a world that I wish I was more involved in because I feel like some sort of affinity to it, but I just, I can't skate. And I feel like if you're going to be in that world, you should probably, <laughs> probably know how to skate. Um, but anyway, he, he, so he's friends with these guys from the skate shop in Sydney and, uh, and like a few skaters and skate magazines and shit. And so he's made this mockumentary and his character is kind of in that world and he's like, there's a few people from that world in the mockumentary playing, you know, roles or whatever. And it just, it really shows him as like, yes, he's funny. Yes, he's a great comedian or yes, he's, you know, he's got this funny persona, but it also places him within the world of like, this is who he is in his community, you know? Like he wouldn't have been able to make this thing if he wasn't friends with these people. So as much of the, like as much as the, the thing itself is like a mockumentary, like that the story isn't real, the, um, you, you know that the guy in it does know these people or else he wouldn't have been able to pull this project together. And, uh, I really love that it shows that and it makes him as a, as an artist, a much more relatable figure. Because you can see how he relates to a world that's familiar to you, right? So, I've been watching, I watched that fucking, like five times. God, it's good. And then I watched, um, I've been watching James Donald Forbes McCann, who's a comic from Adelaide, put out these videos semi-regularly, like once a month or every six weeks or whatever. For most of the, for this year, I reckon, he's been putting out, he must have put out four or five videos this year and they're all 10 minute things. And so Crookshank's taken his jokes from stand up and put them in like he, uh, he uses a lot of his stand up material in the mockumentary or at least some of the jokes in the mockumentary are very like recognizably things that he would be able to say on stage. Um, McCann has done a completely different thing. I think the first one that he did was Adelaide or like Melbourne. He was living in Melbourne and then he took his family over and moved back to Adelaide, did two weeks of ISO and then got out of isolation and um, straight away went on stage and he kind of pitched it as like normally comedians work on their jokes for ages and they're really honed. He just did a bunch of stuff for the first time on stage, filmed it and put it out and that was it. And um, that sounds like a bad idea but it kind of worked. And I guess it also helps that he like Crookshank has a very recognizably himself persona on stage. Like he's this kind of loud shouty, almost like a, um, like a reverend reverend. Is that the word? Like a preacher. And I mean, he is a Christian as well. Um, but he just has this kind of reverendish energy. That's almost like self parodying. And, um, the videos that he's putting out have him on stage, but they also have little clips or like little kind of scenes of him, like doing a thing that's maybe related to the material in the set. And it's got like little bits of music and it's like, it's recognizably Australian stuff. And it just, again, 
even though with him it's less about his community and more about him and who he is, it's like these videos from these shows that are like, it's not like a professionally produced big theater show with a huge audience and amazing camera setups. So the camera work is pretty good, but it's not like, to- it's still kind of gritty and grungy. And it's just so fucking punk rock, man, what he's doing. And um, it's almost like the video, the stand-up is the stand-up, but the video has a story separate to the stand-up. So like in the most recent one, it's called A Bad Boy With A Heart Of Gold Who Loves Partying And Telling It Like It Is. That's fucking sick that I can remember that. <laughs> um, he does some gear about, what does he do gear about? Uh, um, wanting to throw himself off a bridge because he's so sad and he's got a hole inside of him and then he realizes he's just hungry and he needs a sandwich. And then um, uh, two thirds of the way through the thing, it cuts to him walking down the street and like buying a sandwich and drinking a fucking uh, mother and like just staring off a bridge, but being satisfied. Cause it's, and it's like a silly sketch, but it's like, right. So anyway, I've talked about this stuff long enough. I'm loving these two things. And then there's like Mark Norman's park Norman gig, which was him in the pandemic in New York doing gigs in the park. And he filmed it. And it was like, it, the focus isn't so much on, Hey, this is a great example of stand up as it is like, I'm a stand-up comedian and this is what I do in my life. So I've been, um, I just paid my $5,200. I should, I should stop mentioning money on the podcast. I just, I don't know what, whatever money is a big thing for me. Fuck. What? Just when I think I'm fucking on track and I'm like making a point and I'm telling a story, then just suddenly I'm just like, money is a big thing for me. (laughs) Fucking hell. What have I just got a, yeah, okay. I've just got a message from my friend. I don't care. Oh God. You guys following? You guys following this? I'm feeling pretty scattered today. But I also feel, conversely, like I'm really fucking locked on. <laughs> so I've just paid a bunch of money, and a, a non-specified amount of money, <laughs> $5,225, to have my special filmed. Um, my show, Taco, the one that I've been doing, And I'm having it filmed at Stupid Old Studios. I'm very excited. Very excited. And um, yeah, I went in there and I had a meeting with them and the place looked great. And there's a bunch of other comics who I really love and respect doing their stuff there. And um, just, I mean, they're always putting out great, great, um, great work, that studio. So I kind of had the idea that I wanted to film it. And then I was thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and pull it together myself. And after a while, I was like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just use the facility that is available to me to fucking get it filmed? And then just, you know, this is my first time doing it. So I, w- I was just averse to doing it where everyone else was doing it because I want to be different. And then after a while, I was like, hey, you don't need to be different. You just need to fucking film a special. So... I want to film it there and uh, I was watching this McCann stuff especially and also the Crookshank thing and going, I'd love to make a little bit of video content like that and I thought maybe what I should do was 
wait till I go on tour and film those gigs and then record that and put that up and do weird little videos. And then I'd also just put my special out. And the other day I was like, why am I, you know, making this so hard for myself? I've already got a place and I've got an hour's worth of gear that I'm going to film. Why don't I film it all and make it into those, make that into the little videos, the little, little, the little cute little sketches. I'm going to film my fucking show and I'm going to cut it up into five segments and then I'm going to release those in a serial form as five short stand-up films that all kind of go together, part one, two, three, four, five. And then in each of those, and I'm going to pull together all the fucking resources that I have. I'm going to message, uh, I've got, all right, so I've got my friend who I worked with on, um, the videos promoting the fucking show at the workers club earlier this year. They're a great editor. I'm going to help. I'm going to get them to edit the fucking thing and edit the material together. I've got a friend who's a photographer. I'm going to get him to come with me and shoot some images to be the images for each of the five parts. Um, I'm going to hit up an artist. I had an artist in mind who I wanted to collaborate with, but one, I don't know them. And two, they're really expensive. So maybe I can't afford them. But I had another idea about a friend of mine who is an artist who I reckon would do it for cheap. And I want to get them to render the images in a coherent style and then make that the fucking thing. I'm just, I'm going to pull all of the fucking resources that I can think of together to get a bunch of people to work on this thing with me to make it fucking great because I was in this mindset of like, I'm going to film my thing and I'm just going to get it done, you know? And, uh, my mindset, I guess I was just kind of, maybe I was just doing it because I thought that was the next progression for me. Like I'll just do it because everyone at my level is kind of doing it. So I'll do it so that I don't get left behind. And then I got inspired and thought about a different thing that I wanted to make. And it's like, why not use the inspiration on the thing that seems like the next progressive step. I'm so fucking excited about doing this, man. And I'm going to drop it at the same time that I do the podcast. I want to do it all. I'm going to get it all fucking down. And, um, oh, fuck yeah. I had this idea on Sunday. I've just, uh, all I've been talking, was it Sunday or Saturday? I can't all I've been talking about with my girlfriend for the last few days is just ideas for this project. I just, it's all I can talk about. It's all I can think about. Like the first episode, right? So I, I called my photographer mate last night and, um, we just talked about what we could do. And he pitched the idea for one of the photos that we could go back to the house I grew up in, in Adelaide and take a picture of me in front of that. And then I started thinking like, well, yeah, that could kind of work for the first section of the show, which is about, it's like where I introduce, um, my stepdad and my biological dad. And I talk about my mom and where I came from and my family and a little bit about my brother. And it's like, it's kind of about family. It's like an introduction. It's the foundation. And I thought that would be a good, like one to use the photo of my childhood home for. And then I thought, well, why don't I get like my mom and my brother and get my mate to photograph us three standing and just chatting or something candid in front of the house. And to do that, I'd have to get my mate to Adelaide, right? And he's not going to pay for himself. So I've got to like figure out how to get the two of us to Adelaide. And then I thought, how cool would it be to do a road trip? So like hire a car, do a road trip to Adelaide, me and him. And we film a few little fucking things along the way. And it's like our trip 
to go and just get this, to take this photo. And then that could be the sketch that runs parallel with the stand-up, just like a minute, maybe 90 seconds worth of little short video a couple times in between the stand-up in that first section. Boom! There's the first fucking episode! That feels good! <laughs> and I've, I've just started having a lot of ideas for this project and then inevitably, because I'm having ideas about it, suddenly there's another voice going, maybe you're trying too hard and what if I, what if I work so hard on this thing that I really care about and then no one likes it or talks about it or watches it? That'd be a bummer. It's just, it's a lot. I don't know. I'm excited. Fucking, I don't know why I even voiced those doubts. Who cares about those fucking doubts? I'm excited to make this thing. And, uh, I just can't wait for fucking lockdown to end, man. We got two cases in Melbourne today and they were both related to fucking known cases or whatever. And it just, tomorrow should be an announcement of easing of restrictions on the fucking Thursday at midnight. And I am I can't wait to get that done. Anyway, let's do a photo for this week. What's my photo gonna be for this week? Hey! What's this? What have I got here? Oh yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, I know what I'll do. It's gonna be a picture on uh, Sunday night. Um. Me and my girlfriend uh, had a lovely dinner. My housemate and uh, girl who he's saying was, they, they were like in our lounge room watching TV. And this house isn't quite big enough. It's just big enough for three people, I reckon. Four people does feel pretty fucking cramped in here. And uh, there were four people in here. Two couples. And they kind of monopolized the TV. So, yeah. We fucking... We like mate, we were making risotto and they were watching their thing and I just I feel like I'm quite sensitive to sound in the same space as me and I just felt like it was really loud so I was like I can't eat in the kitchen because it's gonna be too loud so we came in my room and um, got a box flipped it upside down put a towel on top of it like a little you know um, like a little tablecloth and uh, I was man I was so scared because I made a stew a few weeks ago I forgot to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> How could I have forgotten something as pivotal to my existence as making a stew? Fuck. So, made a stew a few weeks ago and, um, yeah, we were just like, it was on cooking for like four or five hours. Did the thing all day. It was a mushroom stew. It was vegan. And I was just really excited to eat it. And then in the last like half an hour, I turned the heat up a lot because I got impatient. Wanted to burn all the fucking moisture off and it burned the stew after like five hours and it fucked the stew it was fine it wasn't good after that it was just fine and everyone knew and I was so upset uh I had to go for a walk I felt like I dealt with it quite well that day it was after it was the same weekend that I think a few weeks ago I talked about um me shouting I just want to get a fucking coffee (laughs) I just want to get a fucking I just want a fucking coffee just this moment of emotional fucking breaking point um yeah it was that same day that was in the morning of that day and the evening of that day we made this stew and i was just as upset um what had happened was i was playing fucking skyrim on my girlfriend's computer 
and just forgot to check, you know, after four, four or five hours of fucking preparation, I forgot to check because I was playing fucking Skyrim and burned it. And after we ate, I just went for a walk around the block. I was like, I need to go for a walk and just went for a walk for like 20 minutes and didn't feel that much better, but yeah, whatever. But so on Sunday when we made a risotto, you know, it's also very time consuming. It requires a lot of patience. It does require a lot of patience, man. I'm almost finished my tea. How about that? We got um, seafood, mixed like seafood things, and we got prawns as well. And then we shelled the prawns, chucked them in a uh, frying pan, fried them up, um, poured water into that and made a stock. And uh, we were making the risotto, kneading in the fucking, I did like vegetable stock and, you know, just put onion, put some capsicum from my garden, put uh, garlic, butter, fried that up and then chucked the rice in till it's translucent and then just the wine, like most of a bottle of white wine and then just adding water, adding water, slowly kneading the rice up, kneading it up, getting the veggie stock in there, kneading it up, putting a bit of lemon putting some parsley, putting the seafood stuff, putting the fucking prawn stock and slowly and just towards the end. And I was cooking it in a wok, which I don't trust the base of a wok. It's not flat, you know, like it is flat, but it's not flat enough. I'd like it to be flatter. I'd like my wok to be fucking strapped in. I don't want it falling off because I could just like, we were cooking for like two hours and I just kept getting intrusive thoughts of like the wok falling off of the cooktop and onto the floor and spilling this like liquidy risotto all over the kitchen floor after all that effort and after it smells so good. And there's like the anxiety, you know, we've put so much work into this. Is it going to be good to then have it go on the floor and be fucked? I, I just, it was making me upset to even imagine how upset I would be. Like it would have ruined our night. And, uh, my girlfriend was saying like, even when I was carrying the risotto into my room, there was still moments where she was like, I just couldn't feel like completely at ease until it was safely on its coaster on the floor where no one could spill it anymore. What I'm saying is existence is pain. Ladies and gentlemen, existence is pain. Oh, God. What else have I done this week? I'll do a quick week recap. I've almost done everything, I reckon. But uh, Tuesday last week, I um, played a bunch of Civ in the evening. I've been playing quite a lot of Civ. But I did. I played one game and got to the end and won. I won. Thank you. Hold your applause. Um, I hope some of you actually clapped. That's the kind of podcast audience I want is the people, you know, when I listen to podcasts and they go, wouldn't it be crazy if someone right now is blah, blah, blah. I always do that thing. All right. Because I've bought in. Yeah. I want to get as much as I can out of my podcast listening experience. And I think if you're not clapping when I say that I've won a game of Civ, I mean, you know, what do you expect to get out of this? You get out what you put in. Okay. So when you listen if you see a moment to engage, maybe just do engage because the world around you, it's you're listening to the podcast right now. You're in podcast world and you've dis you've made a choice to disengage with the world around you. And so just fucking fully commit to that choice. Don't worry about what they think. Just clap. 
you're clapping, right? The people around you, maybe you're at the shops, maybe you're at work, maybe you're driving a car. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The world around you doesn't exist. It's just you and me in podcast land. Clap for me. Clap for me because I won my game of Civilization Six on Deity as Frederick Barbosa, Barbara, Frederick from Germany. Thank you. No, no, no. Hold your applause. <laughs> um, but after I won that one, I tried another couple games and I didn't do that well. And I just, when I lose rather than start a new game, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I've I've lost and that's okay. And now I'm going to do something else. So, uh, yeah, I must've won that game, like finished it on Friday or something. And also maybe just having this idea, having this idea has made me want to play Civ less because I like last night I spent the whole night looking up artists who I love, like musicians and comedians and shit and looking at their images and making a little folder full of their images to send to my mate so that we can get an idea of the kind of vibe that I want. Very cool. Very exciting. So anyway, that was Tuesday. Played a bit of Civ. Wednesday. I can't remember what I did on Wednesday. What do I, what have I got here? Sunday, the 30th of May, Tuesday, the 1st of June. A few photos. Went for a walk with my mate. Um, oh, I watched, oh, my mate David Alfie Ward has been in a short film. You know what? I'm going to post that. I'm going to post the link to this. I'm going to post the link to all of the things that I've talked about in the show notes this week. Normally I don't do that because I can't be fucked, but this week I want to fucking, I want to do it, mate. Don't think that I won't. Um, and the film is called, let me find it. It'll be in the show notes, but surely I can just fucking find the, uh, oh, you know what? I don't think I can find it. Fuck, I can't remember what it was called, but it was really good. Dave's a comedian. He's a dear friend. He's from the UK. And uh, he's a great comic, but I just have, I've never really seen him act. And so I was like, you know, is he going to be... I'm, I didn't know what to expect. I've never really seen any of my friends do some like actual acting. And then Dave was in and he was fucking funny, man. He was really good. It's like a short film of like three or four little kind of connected um, short stories. The same characters, but maybe not so connected in terms of the story. And um, yeah, man, they were just, it was great. Dave's lines especially. I mean, he was the comic relief in the show. Um, I'll definitely post a link to that because so the last, uh, the last scene in the thing, um, there is a string arrangement of, Chopin's Nocturne in E flat major, which I can play on piano. So I watched the film and then at the end I was like, oh my God, that's the song I can play. That's my song. And so I sent Dave a video of me playing that song. And, uh, the first like three or four seconds of the video is, um, like I say hi to the camera and then my housemates like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm just, that's just me. That's just how I talk to my friends. Sorry, man. (laughs) And Dave thought that was very funny. Anyway, uh, so that was the thing that I did last week. Um, have I got any other things to say? Oh, I've been go- I've been doing a lot of Google reviews. Fuck, man. I mean, that's <laughs> this is how 
like Wednesday, I was just at my wits end with lockdown. And actually, uh, you know what? Here's, I have been, last week I talked about lockdown and about trying to watch the news less and it's unavoidable, obviously, because you've got to see the numbers and the things to, it's an anxiety about the future, isn't it? It's like, it's like I, I want to know that my plans are going to be able to be realized and to know that I need to know what's going to happen in the future. And the only way I can have any guess about what's going to happen in the future is if I look at the case numbers every day. And then when I look at the case numbers, I'm suddenly drawn into that soap opera of politics of like, I'm looking at the case numbers and then I see another thing and then someone mentions the liberals or labor and then suddenly I'm reading about fucking other bullshit in parliament and now I've spent half an hour reading the news. So you get sucked into the fucking soap opera. And uh, I just don't want to do that anymore. As much as I know, I know I'm going to look at the case numbers, but I just don't want to get sucked into the rest. And so on Wednesday, I was trying, I was trying to think of a project and um, I had this idea that I could do like a scavenger hunt on uh, Google Maps, like with Google reviews. So like go to various places and somehow post a review of that place and in the review have like a clue for the next thing, kind of like geocaching maybe. I don't know. I didn't really have any actual idea about what I was doing, but I just, I know that I needed another project to wrap my head around or to just spend my time on. And I didn't feel like I had one. I did the podcast brief and I was like, what's next? And um, so I, ju- I jumped on my bike and it was a beautiful day on Wednesday. And the f- I just was like, maybe if I do this scavenger hunt, the first thing will be there's a statue of a worm in Edinburgh Gardens. And that would be, that's like a good, you know, thing to find on a scavenger hunt. So I took a few pictures of it thinking maybe I'll take a picture of a bunch of places and I'll put them on Google reviews and I'll make this scavenger hunt. And then I, so I sat there, I took a picture of it and actually this is what I'm going to make the picture this week because this is much more relevant. Yes. This is what I'm going to make the picture of, not of me and my girlfriend eating risotto. That doesn't matter. This is it. And I'm going to explain why. The picture of the worm. And then I was like, I'll, I'll go find another place and that'll be the second location on my little fucking geocache tour. And I rode for a while and kind of got semi-lost, which was good. And I just, like, I went in the wrong direction. And <sighs> I, uh, I sat on a bench and I took a bunch of the pictures of people taking pictures that I've got stored on my phone. And you know how Google saves the location of where you took each picture on Google Maps? It's like, you took this picture here. So I went to those places and then I reviewed each of the places. Let me find one of the reviews. I, th- I was basically, I was losing my fucking mind, man. I was like, I don't have anything to do. So maybe I'll be like a person on Google Maps who like writes funny reviews and then like people <laughs> will like read the reviews and then they'll like go <laughs> and find my comedy. <laughs> like that's a new way that I'm going to promote myself. Oh my God, man. Embarrassing stuff. But anyway, I spent about an hour on a bench um, writing these fucking Google reviews and then uh, I came home because my shoes that I ordered from America arrived. By the way, Wolf and Shepherd, my shoes are amazing. I love them. But uh, yeah, whatever. Um, here's one for the Blue Lake Car Park parking lot on North Stradbroke Island, Minjerabar. 
for the First Nations name. Um, yeah, five stars. Take the walk from this. This is my review. I've got a picture of my girlfriend taking a picture of the landscape. Take the walk from this car park up Jarlow Beetle Track and you'll be treated with some 360-degree views of Minjerabar as well as plenty of opportunities to take some stunning photos of the landscape. Pictured is my girlfriend taking one such photo. Not pictured is her violent reaction moments after realizing I'd caught her in the act. This aggression has no place on Minjerabar or, for that matter, any of the islands in Moreton Bay on the, on the lands of the traditional Kwandamooka people. So look... That's one. I did about seven or eight Google reviews. Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking back at them now. It was only five days ago. Not, I kind of even knew at the time that it wasn't a, a great moment for me. But looking back now, it's just like, really? Uh, here's one for St. Kilda Cellars and Wine Bar and Bottle Shop. Combine Bottle Shop with a bar... What combined bottle shop and bar with a space up the back which hosts regular stand-up shows. The shows are run by the slum lord of Melbourne comedy himself, Chris Myers, pictured here mid-selfie, flanked by two adoring fans a few weeks ago. The chicken place next door is rubbish. If you're hungry, try the Italian a couple doors down. Solid food and great value. I mean, who did I think was going to read these and then be like, oh, I wonder what other projects this guy has. Fuck, humiliating stuff. Um, the the best or worst part, I still can't decide, is I changed my name on Google. And I mean, this shows that I knew to an extent the ridiculousness of what I was doing. I changed my name on Google to Aiden Jones hyphen professional Google reviewer. <laughs> and as much as I'm ridiculing the idea that I was doing this now, I feel like I might keep doing it actually. I might keep taking pictures of people taking pictures and then posting them at the place where I took them and reviewing the place. And it just, you know, with the, I reckon that's a cool, silly use of those pictures. So I don't know. Keep a lookout for that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Fucking hell. But um, I guess that goes to show why I'm so excited about this new idea that I have now because. I was looking for something. I needed something to distract me or to put my energy into. If I don't have stand-up to do every night, I need another thing to work towards. And, um, and I mean, this is what I did last lockdown, isn't it? And I ended up making Backyard Bitch. And if I didn't do that and didn't work on editing and, and shooting that and fucking whatever then I would never be able to... I don't think I would have been able to have the idea to make this thing that I'm going to make now because I wouldn't be paying attention to video content. It's all a journey that I'm on. And the reason that I'm going to put the worm photo as the photo for this week is because for me, that symbolizes how desperate I was to try and find something to fill the gap, the creative gap in my life that I was going to try and create a fucking scavenger hunt geocaching route in the inner northern suburbs of Melbourne and in like infuse it with my comedy and hope that people would then fucking watch my stand up. How desperate am I? This is how this lockdown is fucking affecting people. 
And if I had one thing to say to fucking Dan Andrews, it would be to look at that worm, to look in the eyes of that fucking worm and say to yourself, did you really break your fucking back or are you just a lying Labor scum? Show me the real numbers, lockdown end. <laughs> That's, I, I, I'm fucking done, man. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.